Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. You're listening to Screen Heroes on the Heroes Podcast Network. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Screen Heroes. My name is Ray and I am one of your hosts. I am joined by my other two hosts, Ryan hello, and Derek. Hi, hi. And guys, what are we doing tonight? Like, why are we here? We're a little later than normal yes. on the live stream. Yes. So uh, let's just be honest about that. We had a family member pass this weekend and we were making plans for the funeral tomorrow. Uh, it kind of threw everything into a loop. So but we had to talk about this. So. We have to talk about this. 11 years, 22 films. It just, it can't be missed. Yes. The you movie know. to end all movies. Right. They're to... done. There's no other movies. This <laughs> That's is it. it. Yeah. This is the was... last one they ever were going to make. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's pretty incredible. You know, sad for people like Tom Holland and Brie Larson who are just starting their career, but whatever. I, I just meant movies in general. Like yeah. Just, same yeah, here. We're canceling James all their movies. James Bond's done. Just and, you know, yeah. n- no more uh, period pieces for costume design oscars i did hear that the movie made over a billion dollars this weekend just during the weekend just during the weekend and it ended all wars just because everyone was too busy watching the movie yeah (laughs) and 350 million dollars domestic opening which is by far the biggest we were guessing a lot of people were guessing 300 million would Mm -hmm. be but even people thought that would be too hard to hit because uh, There's just so many screens. In yeah. three-hour movie, you can't yeah. turn There's them over 4, as quick. There's 4,800 screens showing this across the country. Which well, is about 400 more than average. AMCs went 24 hours for the entire weekend, yep. so that helped a lot. And so, yeah, 350 yep. million. The previous record was, I think, 246 or 264 mm-hmm. by uh, Infinity War. Crushed I mean, I, all Thursday box office records that have ever been held. I was talking with some people at work and they wanted to know what I thought it might make opening weekend. And I said on the high side, I was like, yeah, you know, maybe open opening weekend, not full run opening weekend, maybe 800 million. Yeah. And I thought that was kind of a lofty goal for opening weekend. It's huge. And I mean, it crushed that clearly. Yeah. Well, yeah. that would have, that would have beaten the record, which right. was infinity war at 650 something million. I and think. I expected it to, to do, to break everybody, but and now it, it didn't occur to me that AMC would go 24 hours. My new prediction is this might be the first movie to hit 3 billion in its entire runtime. Cause, this is going to play well into the summer. Well, I'm very curious to see what the drop off will be in week two because normally we 
opening weekend isn't like this because people see it the second or third week it's out. If everybody saw it opening weekend because there were a million showtimes available, it could have a 60, 70, 80% drop off in week two. It had a pretty big drop today from the weekend. Like the, it did not break the record for the Monday. So yeah. this is today is, or yesterday was the first day that it did not break a record <laughs> in its run. Yeah. I mean, I think it that's made a, 36 million yesterday domestically. Yeah. Okay. Which is not a record. Wow, I wonder what what do you guys know what the Monday Monday no, record is? No. Oh, okay, I was just curious because that sounds like a lot for a Monday, <laughs> right? Yeah, it really does. But in context of like what the movie made over the weekend, it's really sure. not that much. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Derek predicted that Captain Marvel would get a boost and be pushed to the top three again, and it was the weekend actuals. Captain Marvel made eight million, which was above uh, Curse of La Llorona. Shout out to Shazam Gate 2019. You know they they're the little movie that could made what five million this weekend over. Uh, hey, yeah, for yeah. In, uh, with Endgame in theaters. I mean yeah. that's pretty impressive. It is impressive. It was there were some theaters that were not showing other movies. They yeah. were only showing Endgame. Mm-hmm. I'm sure smaller theaters like you know they didn't really have a choice. That was the only movie they were going to have time to show. Yeah, I mean we were looking at uh, Alamo Draft House times for the second weekend and like you can see Endgame like every half hour. Yeah. Like, so there's a lot of movies well, that aren't being we shown. We were also looking at AMCs and all their seats were booked. Like a lot of them, yeah. All the showtimes through the second this, weekend. Yeah, wow. a lot of the the more premium stuff. Like we were looking at Dolby and IMAX. A lot of those are filling up already. So yeah, especially prime times like you know noon and seven. And, but we could go yeah. at eight a.m. on Saturday to Dolby. If he you want to. mentioned that to me, he was like, "You want to on see Saturday eight a.m." Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. But I would otherwise because I'm up at six. Well, I actually suggested opening weekend that we take Friday off and go to the 8 a.m. Friday show because AMC started adding these ridiculous times. Yeah, about- they had like 2 a.m. showings and stuff. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, who goes to those? I mean, I guess if you couldn't make it and you got to see it, you know. It's but, true. Uh, but we did it. We all saw it. We're obviously talking about Avengers Endgame, if you don't know. Um, it's... It's doing really well. Critics seem to love it. It's got really high scores all across the board. Um, Rotten Tomatoes is sitting at a 95%. Metacritic, who Metacritic hates everything, it's 78%. And IMDb has a 9.0. So great scores from all three major aggregate review sites. And the Russo brothers are doing really good for Marvel. I think their lowest rated Rotten Tomatoes movie is like 88% for Civil War. So, I mean, they... That's... They do very well. Yeah. No. Marvel losing them is... Uh, Winter Soldier is the lowest at 90. What does Silver War have? 91. Wow. That's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. If, if you th- uh, this is this is my hot... Oh, Infinity War is 85%. That's what I was yeah. thinking of. Then. Yeah, yeah, Infinity War is 85%. This is my hot take. If you think Silver War is better than Winter Soldier from a <laughs> We can't be friends? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Civil War doesn't age well and winter soldier is still a great film all across you know so yeah i will still watch that movie and still love every second of it all right so do we want to provide a spoiler free take on the film before we dive into the details well i wanted to do the quick little news bit so i did say that we would touch on some news if something happened and i think something happened uh director john singleton had a stroke went into a coma and passed away this weekend so you know rest in peace to him if you don't know who he is he was 
formidable director. He did Boys in the Hood, and he was an activist for black rights and black arts. So check him out and, um, you know, rest in peace, sir. Okay. Yes, spoiler-free reviews, and then we will move on. Maybe take a quick break, then come into the yeah. real thing. Yeah. yeah. So I'll just start off by saying that um, I'm thoroughly impressed with the amount of things they were able to pull off in the movie. And at no point did I really feel like it was dragging on. Uh, we talked last week about Hellboy feeling like really long, and it's a significantly shorter movie. Hellboy Endgame, was less than two hours long. Yeah. Endgame does not have that problem. Endgame is essentially two Hellboys almost. And um, I never felt bored. I never felt like I was waiting for the end. I just wanted to see more of it, which I think that in itself is a pretty big accomplishment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. By all intents and purposes, this movie should have been terrible. Like if you look at <laughs> if you look at what they actually had to do in yeah. this movie, um, there's no, there, this movie had no business being good and, and it is good. And, uh, it's tough to kind of rank it in the other movies for me at this point, but it is good and it holds its own and it accomplishes the things that it needs to accomplish and in a very impressive way in a lot of ways. In the end, this movie is a love letter to fans and I, am incredibly thankful for that because it didn't have to be it could have been so many other things but it wasn't there were so many fanboy moments fangirl moments that were in there just to make the fans happy and they paid off they worked in the context of the story so i was very thankful for that yeah i do i highly recommend it it is in my top five so I will say, then um, this is this is spoiler free, but it it touches on far more of the MCU than I thought it would. Like originally, the Russos said that like the minimum you needed to watch Civil was Civil War. War and Infinity War, yeah, right. And I was like, okay, I, I felt like that was kind of a short list, but all right. And then I came up with my own list, and it was like. 12 or 14 of the 21 currently existing movies. I'm like, well, that seems like a lot. And then we watched it, and it's like. Some of the ones that were not on my list um, needed know, to be needed to be. And that in itself is very impressive that the Russos clearly um, everybody involved clearly knew what the MCU was, what it is. Yeah. Right. And it touches on so many corners of that universe. Um, it's pretty crazy. I'm sure I missed some of that. Right. But um, definitely did. It's hard now to think of a movie like there's a couple, but it's hard to think of movies you could skip and still get 100 percent of Endgame, Mm -hmm. you know, so. okay, guys, we're going to take a quick little break. We will be back shortly for spoilers. The Heroes Podcast Network is expanding with a brand new show, Kaiju Curry House. Three guys from the UK will be bringing you a fortnightly show premiering on the 9th of April 2019. Our show will be discussing everything relating to kaiju, our childhood memories of discovering kaiju, our hopes of upcoming kaiju movies, where to get merchandise, lesser-known kaiju movies, games that star giant monsters, comics, books, TV shows, art. Did I miss anything? So, we invite you to listen to our ramblings, embrace your love of kaiju, and be part of the show. Drop us a line on Twitter, at UKKaiju, and support us at patreon.com forward slash heroespodcasts. And we're back. 
So now we are going to discuss Endgame at great length. We're going to detail. Yeah. So there will be spoilers. Pause if you haven't seen the movie or, you know, approach at your own caution. It's Yeah, if you don't care about happen. spoilers, then cool. Yeah. Come on in, join us. Might be worth noting we may spoil some of the other 21 movies yeah. too at this right, point. Right, but if That's they saw fair. this and haven't seen 21 other movies, then, you know, whatever. There's a lot of people out there that, that didn't see all 21. If you didn't see Infinity War and you walked into Endgame, I mean... Good How luck, confused I guess. were you? Uh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, but yeah. So you guys, were, how do you how do you want to kick? There's so much. Well, I think we need unpack. to start at the beginning. So on the at the very beginning, we open with Hawkeye's family. Very dark scene to start the movie, and it was originally supposed to be end in Infinity War, but because Clint hadn't shown up at any point, they thought it didn't make sense. So that's how they start. Yeah, I. I that part aside, because I, I don't know if I necessarily agree with that reasoning, but because you sh- you, most people would have known who he is by then, I actually think this works stronger as an as, opening. As an opening it's right? a, it sets the tone for the movie. It's, it's yeah. not a story consistency. It's a paycheck and contract thing. Oh, oh okay. Fair enough. Um, yeah, I mean, he is really the only family person in the MCU, right, of any of our heroes, even our villains. Um, well, Tim and Scott. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, Scott, you're right. Um, but Scott is, um, it, he shares custody of his daughter, so you know she's not always in the picture. Yeah. Um. So I, I mean, I I thought it was one of the best ways they could have opened the movie. It really brings you back to like it is a difficult thing to take us from the feeling that we had at the end of Infinity War and make sure we're at that moment to begin Endgame because it's been a year, right? And there's not really a good way to get you back into that feeling just by watching infinity war. So giving us a new scene with that same tone, I I thought that worked really well. Yeah. I think if anything, it could have been a little longer. I feel like it cut off a little too quick and you didn't get as much desperation. Like, I mean, you use the next time you see him, he's full murdering Ronin yeah. ninja guy. So like, I don't know. I feel like it could have been just a little longer and given that would have given a lot more impact. But yes, I thought that was a great way to start the movie. And actually, I, I'm not going to take full credit. I did predict that part, yeah. too. But so have a lot of other people. So um, but yeah, it's it was good. And it was a good tone setter for the beginning of the movie to kind of drop you down from the excitement of going in to see this movie and make you realize, yeah, you're in for something. The way they did it to the the way they shot it and had him look around as he missed each and every one happen. He didn't actually see it happen. He just missed and saw all this dust in the air. It was a different way to show it. We had seen the dusting um, two scenes, no, three scenes, three different scenes in Infinity War watching characters get dusted and uh, once in Ant-Man. And this was a whole new take on something we had seen four times beforehand. So I and they didn't show him actually dusting like yeah. you just got to see like the little bit of dust. So that was an interesting choice. And I, right. and I feel like Hawkeye is probably in a position that more people were probably in than not where they didn't get to see everybody disappear. Mm-hmm. Right. Where you just you came home from work and there was nobody home or nobody ever came home from work or something like that. Um, so I think it made it feel a little more grounded. Step into the world of power, loyalty 
and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Right, versus like a lot of our heroes seeing their counterparts disappear. So, yeah. Yeah. All right, so that puts us in the Benatar in space with... Which is the scene we saw in the trailer, the very first trailer. Yes. They did a really good job making them look ama- like uh, emaciated. emaciated. I, I would um, say everything in regards to the way characters looked in this looked really good. Like uh, any of the aging, de-aging, in my opinion... I'm gonna really I'm gonna good. put the asterisks on there for Professor Hulk, but we okay. I, was, I actually really liked the way he looked, but all right. Um, but over, overall, I mean, I thought that he, it, it looked really good. Um, so Tony and Nebula have, uh, in my opinion, two of the best arcs in the whole story, and Nebula was, was really surprising because she's usually a side character that doesn't get a lot of growth or character development, and she's usually an antagonist but she's so. also the closest to thanos in exactly. this movie, so it would make sense that she plays a bigger part absolutely yeah i'm really glad they gave it to her and the scene with them playing paper football was cute i love that scene i, I thought it was good because like what are you gonna do right the ship's kind of dead in space and they just have to pass the time until they die but there's a, this is a thing in disney movies when something stop when something stops running in space it doesn't just stop in place no, it kind of floats. Right. So, and this is not the first movie that Disney has done that is in the last few years. It's like, come on, Disney. What no, are you doing? I mean, you're right, but I don't know that it would have changed anything. No, but at least but... Don't, don't show it just frozen in space. Like, it's, you know, stuck there in this one spot. It would be moving in the direction it was moving when the engines went out. That's true. So, how do you guys feel about Duess X Carol? I mean, look, I... I don't know about you guys, but I was pretty sure that was what was going. To yeah, happen. I think yeah. we all we, knew, we all knew it was either going to be her or Pepper, right? Uh, that was, I was pretty sure it was going to be Carol. probably. But when he mentioned, uh, no, there's no rescue this time. You know, her being rescue. It yeah, was, people thought that that was going to be a. And I think that's what they wanted you to think. Yeah, probably. See, I assume that like a lot of the MCU characters, they're never going to be named what they're named in the comic books. Well, this right? is the first time the actual words Hawkeye, right, uh, were said. They appeared on a screen in Avengers. They had their call signs when they were doing a little mm-hmm. shootout. But and then there was the "You mean the Hawk" line up in his nest. And Thor. Um, yeah. Anyway, no. So I wasn't really surprised by that. It's a little, it's a little silly because it's like, how could she? Like, why would she have found them? Yeah. See, you know? her whole role in this movie kind of bothered me because she's so powerful that. They basically had to sideline her the entire movie. Yep. So, I don't know. That's a little annoying, but well, it's it, part of that problem, 
leads into my big problem with Thanos in that he's incredibly inconsistent with his yes, power set he too. Is. He's the strongest person on the planet when it's convenient, and he's also just as strong as Cap when it's convenient. Um, and so he has the same problem that Carol does. And when you create, it's a super. Well, so does Wanda. Um, like, yeah, Wanda yeah. is incredibly powerful in one scene, and then you know, two seconds later, she's being beat down by something she could have destroyed. So, like, it's that was bothersome. Like, I don't know why she and Carol were nerfed so much. Oh, I don't know that be- Carol got nerfed. Uh, so much as Thanos got buffed to throw her around because I mean when you think about if we're going to go right into this in in Infinity War um, you know it took Spider-Man Iron Man Doctor Strange and everybody to to, they were able to incapacitate Thanos with the four of the six Infinity Stones right in this movie no Infinity Gauntlet no stones Thor Iron Man and Captain America couldn't do anything to him yeah. Those nine years made all the difference. Apparently, you know? his yeah, he had really <laughs> aged and gotten weaker in those it was years his prime or something. Back nine yeah. years ago, you really should have seen him back then. Um. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that bothered right. me. That so, that whole thing. I actually think the whole movie would have been better if they just left Thanos dead from the beginning, and the whole rest of the movie was about them trying to reverse everything, and they could find some other way of handling it, but leave Thanos out as a villain at that point. Well, so. Again, maybe we're jumping around a little bit, but I'm not. I'm not sure how to connect my thoughts. It the Th- Thanos bringing back young, younger Thanos creates a whole other set of problems for me, which is time travel in yes. this movie. Well, let's not dive into the paradoxes quite yet. But the, there's a not, lot of that. I'm not diving into the paradoxes as much as just like there's just zero time travel consequences. No matter what you do, what you need to do, what was said would happen if you did it. None of that mattered. It just they just did stuff. Um, and like that, that in itself created a lot of problems for me. And it's only really created a lot of those problems are really created because they wanted to bring Thanos back to the future. Yeah. No, no pun intended, but like, that's, that's just, that's what the goal was. Like they decided at some point really early on that they're going to kill Thanos and bring back Thanos in this movie. Right. That's why I'm saying, I feel like it would have been better if they just had, ki- after they killed Thanos off the first time, had the, had the villain be trying to reinstate you know, and fix what had happened and have that be the main dilemma. Plus you would have been able to shave off like 25 minutes of a movie. Yeah. But I I think the problem there is you then don't get what's probably the most impressive sequences. Well, you don't get the satisfaction of seeing, I mean, because the way he dies in the beginning is like so quick and, and we all wanted to watch him go out and be just beaten down. Like, watching his head get cut off was very satisfying. I actually audibly, I don't do this often at movies, but I think three times in this movie, I'll see if you guys can predict the times as we go through it. But like three times in this movie, I actually said, Oh shit. (laughs) Because something happened that I was not expecting at all to happen. And that, that head chop was one of them. I, um, See, for for me, like, don't get me wrong. Obviously, you you you, know, you want Thanos to lose, and you want to see him get beat down. But everything else about that fight is really what got me. Like all the heroes, like when they were there, were all these rumors about there's a shot with everybody. I'm like, no, there isn't. There's just how logistically, just in the real well, world, well, there wasn't. I mean, there basically was. What are you talking about? That's guys. Good. We really jumped ahead. Oh yeah. We, we yeah we should talk right, about right. Tony getting back 
and everybody discussing things we should talk about the that time jump cap and tony where where tony's just like ripping cap i was like oh my gosh this that that sucks. scene felt good actually Did it? for me look i love cap i really do i i really really do but civil war created a lot of problems for me right but tony and wasn't exactly innocent in the whole thing either no he that was that he wasn't he wasn't but if i had to pick one guy to back it would be Tony in that scenario. But barely. And I appreciated where Tony was coming from. What Tony had been through, what he had seen, what he needed Cap to be there for, and Cap wasn't there. That showed how important he is to him. Cap was important to Tony. They may not have been best friends, really, but Tony felt that he needed Cap. And that's an important thing to admit in front of everybody. But that's a huge reason why they lost and we knew that we knew in infinity war they were going to lose because everybody was so divided to be fair though tony was supposed to call cap and never did he refused to if i recall in infinity yeah. war he loses the phone no okay. he loses that phone pretty early on but banner makes a call instead he had the phone and banner tells him to call him because this is life yeah. ending well I mean, that, that, so, that's fine. So, you know, but, you can blame Cap all you want, but there's equal blame to go th- between the two of them. And I thought, you know, that, it was a fine scene. It had to happen that way. Cap was not going to do that to Tony. No, of course that's not. not. That's his not his who he is. Character. No. no, he stood there and he took the abuse. Yeah, which is what he probably, as the leader, knew he needed to do. Yeah. Well, that's that's what those characters needed to do. Yeah. Right? That's that's just what we. It's what everybody needed to see. Yeah. But it was heartbreaking because, for me anyway, you know, because I know Cap is not a bad guy, but it sure made him seem like a bad guy the way it was all. Well, between the the 21 movies before this, we had seen those two characters be the absolute best versions of themselves and the absolute worst versions of themselves. They got the best treatment out of any other characters, and they had the real hero's journey, so... We've been on their side at times and we've had to step back and be like, man, I don't really like you at this moment. So, you know, this this movie was a big payoff for all that, mm-hmm. all those emotions. For, for me, it helps humanize Cap because there, there can be versions of him that are too Good. Boy Scouty like Superman. Mm-hmm. Right. And I need flawed heroes most of the time. You know, there's exceptions. That's where Marvel succeeds. But- is their flaws and but with cap like you don't get to see those flaws too much in the mcu you know silver war kind of brought some of them out but this was the first time the two of them really could go head to head about it so that scene was really important for me sure so i can definitely agree with that okay so then they head to this random planet with a garden and they kill Thanos is picking some fruits just these giant with his burnt up ass dragon fruit berry things like yeah, and he's a disabled farmer now. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's in rough shape. With his armor hanging up on a scarecrow. and Which is straight out of the comics. Yeah. I'm, I'm actually surprised he had enough strength to survive using the glove a second time to destroy the stones. Right. I, I, I find that impressive. Carol Again. just swooping in and tackling him. I'm really surprised that like break bones or something like that. Like they should have. Oh, should- he's. I mean, Thanos is generally exceptionally tough. Right, but he has gone through two snaps to do stuff, and he's... And a, and a giant axe to the chest. Yeah. And, you know. So, like, it, it should have broken some bones. That was a you huge... You would think. Maybe it did. I mean, yeah, would he have true. shown if it didn't? He didn't get back up. 
That's it's true. true. Fair, you know. So it very well may have. He was not. I in think good he shape. was mentally defeated at that point. He was done. He had done what he wanted to do, and, and that he, was it. Yeah. So he didn't care. He what said happened. that. Yeah. Right? His yeah. his last mission was to destroy the stone, so nobody could quote be tempted. Right. And then that's it. He has nothing else to accomplish. Yeah. yeah. So I think he didn't care about getting up because no. if this was the end, then this was the end. Yeah. But then the head chop happens. And I was like, oh, my God, is this a Disney movie? Literally, the daughter gets sprayed with blood across the face of her father. Head, but it's not red blood. So I love okay. that she right. said gross. Like, yeah. that was such a non-nebula moment. The head also, like, yeah. what is this? A, what Disney is this? I was they, very happy. Well, and, and there was a lot of uh, more adult language. Yes, in there this was. Movie. They said shit like over 10 times. Yeah. They, I can't believe they got away with that. They must have had to pay off some people to keep that PG-13 rating i think there's no rhyme or reason to the mpaa they they well there's some they admit themselves that they just have a discussion about each film and that's it i actually don't think they needed all those shits some of them felt like why are they even yeah it feels weird when cap curses especially given age of ultron right you know like i i'm okay like if he doesn't curse that's fine right but having him curse just felt weird yeah. After know. he chastised other people for doing it. Yeah. Not really that as much as just it just seems weird coming out of him. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, he's grown. Yeah, that's true. All right. So after that, we get back to Earth and it's five years later. There is a huge time jump and it starts with Ant-Man being stuck in. The real hero of, Infin- <laughs> uh, of Endgame is the, the rat. Splinter. The rat that walked across the thing. What the? Oh, my God. Yeah. Like that. That part was a little for me it was like okay really yeah i mean he's supposed to be highly intelligent so i'm not sure why they couldn't have just like get, given given him a line of dialogue Something. that said hey i tw- i i inverted xyz he's, and- he's a thief he's not a scientist so he his skill sets are different and getting out of sticky situations seems like it would be a yeah. scott lang thing to do well, not only that but all the other avengers would you could just have a throwaway line about how they were looking into hank pym's research while they were researching things and then they go find the van and flip it on like you yeah. know there could have there's any number of reasons that weren't a rat walking across a control panel it is a little silly, right? Because then it's like, okay, so everything is fixed because a rat happened to step on a control panel. Yeah, but like, if it hadn't, then yeah. the whole world would still be yeah. the way it was. We also yeah. get our third community appearance uh, in the MCU by Ken Jeong. Yeah. Everybody in my theater laughed. Well, not everybody, but a lot of people laughed. Yeah, yeah same here. It was good to see him, but, yeah. you know. I'm really glad he didn't talk because, you that know, he, me out of it. he does have those kind of moments. It yeah. was intense, though, when, you know, Scott goes to the memorial and he's looking for his daughter's name. Yeah. And instead know, he and finds himself. That's got to be a freaky moment, you know. Yeah. Um, he clearly doesn't understand well, Especially when happened. he thinks he was only gone for 15 minutes or something like that. Five, Five hours. hours. Is yeah. that what it was? Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, that's got to be a real, it's got to mess with his head, right? Um, and of course, you know, we see Tony, he's got a family now. Yeah. Right. I was going to say Scott and Cassie's reunion was the first time I got a little choked up. Like Hawkeye stuff was very surprising that that's how they opened. But I got a little choked up when I saw Scott and Cassie back together and she's an adult now, Mm -hmm. you know, she's 18, 19 and she's been without her dad for five years. So, you know, nobody else is coming back. So that's weird. It is. Yeah. Um, it's an intense moment and, uh, you know, Tony kind of gets his happy ending. It kind of seems like, you know, he's got the farm on the lake. He's got his daughter that he his wanted. His wife, yeah. You know, that he talked about in Infinity War and all that kind of stuff. 
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. He's still building suits. He's still right. building suits, even though he's done. Well, he talked about uh, building Pepper a farm in Ultron, mm-hmm. just I- like Clint. It's just it's a, it's another little weird thing with his character where he's he's constantly done being Iron Man and constantly building new Iron Man suits stop. at the same time. Iron Man is an addiction for him, and he doesn't ever want to give it up, and he's never going to. Mm-hmm. Pepper calls him out on it, you yeah. know that. So Scott and Cap and Natasha all visit. Tony. Well, we should probably talk about the Scott and Natasha scene. You know, and or cap? The, yeah yeah no the uh, cap scene the cap and tasha scene sorry so yeah so um, cap is helping people through like grief counseling for those which i love oh my yeah. god talk about like wholesome you just want to hug this guy yeah well he's First just of all, he's a, just you know uh cameos by joe russo uh-huh. and, and uh, the first Jim openly Starling. gay character in the mcu which first of all like stop calling that representation because it's not it's a good nod there's no reason why he couldn't the character couldn't be any which way and the fact that he was and it came from the director himself that's a statement that as actually, is the, him being in the movie kind of was distracting in that scene because yeah. i was like he's not a great actor and so it was a little distracting but that scene was great and yeah, you're no John Favreau, sir. I think, uh, so I haven't really cared about Natasha in any of these movies. She's been a character, but she's been a side character and not one that I've really cared about. I guess in, in Winter Soldier, I think it was, I, I started liking her there a little bit, but, um, man. She had to go pick her, up a fossil. Seeing her get emotional, uh, in this movie and, you know, that, that one-on-one very personal scene with her and Steve was, it was, it was good. And like, it really yeah. made me care more about her. And, and honestly, through the whole movie, she might've been my favorite part. So uh, yeah, this is the first film I believe that they gave her deep characterization that they really dug in. Avengers Age of Ultron tried that really hard and the problem is they tried it with a romance that nobody else in marvel believed in it was really whedon's baby to cultivate that and when he dropped off nobody else felt that they needed to continue that storyline so all of a sudden all characterization of her just dropped but Mm -hmm. hulk and she just went back to being spy exactly just although in winter soldier she did get more like her winter soldier was before age of ultron was it yeah okay it was 2014 versus 2015 so that was stands yeah your point stands i mean not mine and it was it was the russos too (laughs) yeah you know they they cared about they care about characterization a lot and utilizing characters natasha had a great storyline in this and right now she's basically coordinating the avengers and 
when you learn more about her, which they don't tell you much, it's because that's all she has in this world. She's done. S.H.I.E.L.D. is gone, so she doesn't have her former employer. Her mentors are gone. Nick Fury's gone. And she can't, can't trust Alexander Pierce. And, you know, he's gone now. So, like, she just has Cap as her best friend in the whole world. She has Carol, Rocket. Well, don't forget about Barton. Nebula. Yeah. Yeah. yeah she left. can't keep track of him. So she's sending James Rhodes... To find him. Yeah. Because they know what he's doing. And she can't she can't accept that. Yeah. And this is the first time we see Carol's new haircut. Shout out to uh, Carol's haircut. And, I uh, it. Did you? Because I've heard the opposite from more people than I have that no, I actually it liked great. it. I, I, it I didn't cool. mind it. It wasn't. It was fine. But. It's it's just a haircut. I yeah. don't care either way. Like, I know why they did it. Because Carol goes back and forth with long hair and short hair in the well, comics. Plus, she's obviously and... not going to have the 90s hair anymore. Like, yeah. come on. That's... I appreciated the nod to the comics without making it look cartoony. Yeah. yeah. You know, I thought it looked good. I thought she looked good. Even better, in the comics, Carol and James Rhodes have a relationship and they shared some cute eye contact and she told Rhodes to be careful. So whether or not that gets played up or dropped, it was just a cute little nod as well. So that's, that was a good scene and watching um, Scarlett Johansson played the shit out of this character in this movie. She did really good. Mm -hmm. She did. She did a very good job. Um, But then that's when Scott shows up and we find out that time travel is a possibility and they go find Tony. And that's where we get back to his little lake house so is this confusing to anybody else? Like, has he been working on time travel or was he able to just figure out time travel in like five minutes? I think he probably Tony? touched yeah. it a few times in between that five years because he couldn't. It, he wanted to also figure out something. So he just had a random breakthrough that day? I think so. So, I mean, it is hard to know how much time passed between when they came to ask him for help and when he figured it out because it seems like it's like three days maybe um, but it could have been up to a month I it think. seemed to me like it was that night that like right before <laughs> in bed he went yeah. he was like run this simulation and then it's magically good you know there was not really a good way of handling that mm-hmm. i mean or that it no. wasn't handled well i don't think i agree with you and i i don't i don't think it was necessary to have him push them away just to go and do the exact thing that they asked him to do anyway. Like well, it just shows that he can't quit being Iron Man, no matter how much she tells people that he's done. I know. And I, and I get that it's character, but since pepper doesn't have a problem with it, you know, at this point, I just, right, that's true. Watching her like be almost amused. Like she used to get defeated when he would go back into this stuff and put and himself annoyed, in the middle like, of like threatened to the, leave him yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. And she did leave multiple times. Like yeah. they were broken up in civil war yeah. and that's why, well, that's the in story version. Why we didn't get to see her, but, but in this movie, she was almost like a supportive wife. She was as supportive of Tony as I've seen. And I thought that was actually yeah. kind of nice, you know? Yeah. Yeah, she was. She has some good moments in the movie. Um, the way he comes up with the solution, yeah, it's very fast, right? Yeah. I, I I appreciated in um, is, it, is it, it's Iron Man two actually, uh, where he's building the like the collider in his house, yeah, right, and he you know that you can see Cap Shield in the background and stuff like that, right? Yeah. Like that, no, it was holding up a part of the it was laser, hold, right? Thing, sorry, yeah. Yeah. yeah, like that scene. And Coulson was really upset. <laughs> that scene makes more sense to me. I can't believe I'm saying something good about Iron Man 2 here, but um, that scene worked better for me than this montage. Right, because at least you got to see him working on something and like sweating and turning wrenches and, you know, things like that. The simulation wasn't great, but the conversation he had with Pepper afterwards was great. And the conversation he had with Morgan about the juice pops and (laughs) I love you 3000. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good moment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, One of the best parts about Tony is his side characters, the people he 
you know, those movies have created because Pepper and Rhodes and even Happy are more interesting than some of the side characters we get in the other films. I do like that they gave him something to lose, though. Like, everybody's lost everything. Everybody's lost everything. And he kind of ended up on top. Right. Yeah. So he's really the one who has something to Except lose Except for here. the whole Peter thing. Yeah. Well, right. And that's what draws him back in. Is the, the chance to bring him back. But he has that caveat, though. He's like, you can't, we can't change the last five years. Which, well, we can talk about that later. That creates an interesting yeah. problem. But, um, you know, he doesn't want... He's not going to risk losing his family. So know? he turns him down, but he still figures it out. And they go to Professor Big Brain. Right. Um, they, they call him the bigger brain. <laughs> yeah, I, I really don't know how to feel about Professor Hulk. I think mainly because we don't get to see any of how it came to be. Be? Yeah, his character arc happens before the movie even starts. You just kind of hear snippets of and what because happened. Because we heard, like, nothing happened in Infinity War. We got only right. Banner and now only Hulk. And Well, no, God. I mean, is that Hulk or is that Banner? Because it I, seems like it's Banner to me. I would just kill for an in between. You know? Right? Like, I just. I, also, I mean, I think that's a, that is the in between, right? Like you get the whole strength and Banner's intelligence. That's no, I meant the the, mo- oh, the like, moment, yeah, time the actual between. time in between. Maybe that's what the Hulk and She Hulk show will be. I think Professor Hulk works for the Hulk and She Hulk show yeah, I agree. because you know I think I really enjoy seeing a Savage Hulk on screen. It actually sold me on seeing him in that first scene when they're in the diner. Actually, sold me on a She Hulk show because I was like, okay, mm-hmm. they can make it look because I thought he looked good. I, there were a couple moments I was ridiculous. not a fan, but it the whole concept was was just odd to me because it seemed like it seemed like he was a hundred percent Banner, but he just looked kind of like Hulk. One, he was smaller. Like this is yes. the smallest the Hulk has ever been, mm-hmm. so, which is fine. He doesn't get all the Hulk strength, right? Because he's not because, as angry. Yeah, exactly. But it just it just didn't seem like there was any Hulk, and so the fact that he looked like that, the only reason Professor Hulk is in this movie and not just Bruce Banner is because of the gauntlet. Because he has, they have to have someone use the gauntlet who can survive, so that way they can have the big thing at the end. Well, sure. it. Thor. It's kind of been a character arc for him, though, for a while, him wrestling with, the, you well, know, I Daniel know Hulk and everything. So I don't think it's, you know, I don't think I'm not going to just say it's just for that, but that is probably a big part of it. It felt very rushed because of the, you know, the angry Hulk would probably not just be like, sure, let me pick up this gauntlet <laughs> and think about the things I need to think about. And we don't really work. know what would happen to Thor if he used the gauntlet. Well, Hulk said, similar, I'm the only one that could survive or pro- something. Like it'd probably that. be a similar Hulk thing. Yeah. Maybe you know? I mean because Thor doesn't seem to be even as strong as as Thanos most well, of the time. <laughs> Ragnarok depends on the scene. They had to nerf him in Infinity War because he was so OP in Ragnarok, and well, I, that's why he wasn't in Infinity War really fighting yeah. anybody. And well, they don't, they don't nerf him in Infinity War. They nerf him in Endgame because in Infinity War he takes the power of an entire star. But here's the thing: if he is in more of the movie, if he actually faces Thanos. Again, not at the very beginning where he oh, was well, clearly yeah. ambushed, yeah. but later on, like he, he could have kicked. His well, right, ass. so they, they sidelined him like they did. Carol. Right, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Send him on his own quest. Right, exactly. Keep right. him out of the way. And in Endgame, then they they nerfed the hell out of him. Um, I so uh, let's talk about Thor for a and minute. new Asgard. Um, I, I love new yeah, Asgard. That was cool. That was awesome. Yeah, yeah. I really appreciate. I think that. it's cute. That it was they a live... good, nice nod to Ragnarok. You know that, yeah. that Asgard, and a lot of people might not have picked up on that. 
but we obviously did. Asgard isn't a place. It's a people. It's a people, yeah. And so, yeah. And I love that it's in Scandinavia country. Yeah, gorgeous. Like Viking territory. And they're all fishermen. And yeah, yeah, it's It's so perfect. I just don't know how to feel about Thor. Because there's some laughs. Like, don't get me wrong. Or even Korg. The the Big Lebowski joke. Thor. I, I laughed so hard at that big Lebowski joke that nobody else in the theater seemed to get. Well, we all knew it was uh, coming. Like, come on. Yeah, there's... He... Okay, so I have never, ever, ever had a problem with Thor's um, look, but his wig and his merkin on his face was awful. Like, they, they were really bad. They could have done a lot better. And I am all for dad bod Thor. I really am. That's beyond dad bod. I I really speak for yourself. <laughs> I, my Thor can look however he wants. It's very uh, Norse gods to have multiple body types, so that doesn't bother me because they age and they adapt and they change. They're not perfect like Greeks. Stay perfect. I'm really pissed off for a couple reasons. One is um, I his PTSD was not taken seriously and it was played up for laughs multiple times and almost the whole time i felt really slighted by that because tony's ptsd and bucky's ptsd has been taken very seriously and aside from his conversation with frigga in asgard all the other time it was completely like mocked yeah I'm tired of movie tropes just being like when a person gives up, they automatically make them fat. Like there's other ways to show people giving up. And clearly being a drunk and only playing Fortnite with your two best buds instead of, you know, actually doing something about the world is giving up. So I don't know why he had to be fat as well. It's just a stupid trope in films. And as a plus size woman, like I work really hard and I'm still fat, so I'm not lazy. (laughs) I mean, first thing. There were a lot of very happy cosplayers seeing that because now they can finally cosplay as Thor without having the body <laughs> of a god. Which is why I'm totally fine with so, a bigger Thor. I didn't have a problem with the PTSD being mocked because of Thor's character from the last two movies. He's he, His whole tone of his character has changed. He's He is now very rarely serious. Yeah, he's a comedic um, and more relief. more humorous. So, and there was enough serious in this movie I understand like in the real world that mocking PTSD is, is not okay and nobody should do that. But in the movie context, I think it was fine. I don't think well, it was meant as a slight towards people in real oh, life. Oh no, I don't like think that. it was a slight. I, I think it's just an unfair scope that they, they put on it because also, I love Korg and Meek uh, playing <laughs> Fortnite. I don't care about Fortnite. Fortnite annoys me. It could me, have been but, any game, but yeah. they actually had a deal with Korg him is set great. up. So I'll love whatever. Korg no matter what. Um, but it, Tony gets to be comedic and serious, and I don't see why Thor can't be the exact same. He has serious moments, but it's yeah, mostly mostly funny. Yeah, it seems like I I, I think Bucky's part of the problem, never funny, so that's a weird comparison. But yeah, I, I think part of the problem for me is that it, it his his PTSD completely sidelines him for like the significant majority of the film. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? 
No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. And again, they, that was just a way to get him out of the way because he is so powerful. It's why you don't see Carol in most of the movie either, right? It's that, it's that problem of these are the two big powerhouses. And if you have them around all the time... Just send them in to do everything. And once you bring back Wanda and Doctor Strange, why are the others even fighting? (laughs) I mean, it creates some problems, right? Because we started, the MCU started very grounded compared to most superhero stuff, right? You had a normal dude who was building suits. And then you had, you know, Cap was kind of a super soldier. soldier, But only like, you know, his strength was still, we didn't really know the scope That was before he could sling motorcycles around and, you know, do that kind of stuff. Yeah, you know, and hold back back a Titan and things like that, right? And then, so then things started to escalate because, yeah, Thor became more powerful with each film. And, you know, you started getting Doctor Strange and you got, you know, some of these just, they're literal godlike characters there's really only one other character that in the comics that is more powerful than what we've seen on screen and i hope they never bring him to light because he is straight up a superman ripoff well there you go so i mean that's a problem that you have it's it's why you know the dceu had to figure out what to do with superman right when you have a character that powerful you well, eat. all the DC characters are that powerful. Well, so. Most of them, yeah. I mean, Batman <laughs> is with prep time. With He's prep better time than everybody. True. That's true. You're right. Um, but you, that's my point, though, right? Like, you, you run into issues with story writing, and so you just have to get them out of the way. And I think that's what's disappointing is Thor became such a joy to watch, whether it was in Ragnarok or Infinity War, that I was disappointed. Well, let's also kind of face it. Like, he's funny and cracks jokes in... Thor, Thor 2, at Avengers and Avengers 2, he had comedic moments. Like, but the humor I don't mean, definitely changed. Yeah. I don't mean humorous. I mean, I enjoyed watching him. Got it. Right? I, yeah. Who he became in Ragnarok and Infinity War, I really just gravitated towards and wanted to see. You know, there maybe not all of it was perfect, you know, but like when he's holding open the gate so the sun can like melt the metal, like, it's just a really cool thing. Agreed. You know, and so I just want to Him coming more. down? Onto right. the Rainbow Bridge in uh, Ragnarok. Or him coming like, down into Wakanda. Like, those were really so epic good. Thor moments. Mm-hmm. And that, that part, he was not nerfed at that no, point in that movie. No, like, no. he was He was not. Beast. So I just, I wanted to see Thor. But the, the conversation, I get it. Everybody had to have a storyline. And the storyline, what if uh, finally losing everything actually hit thor because he did he had lost everybody in his life he had uh friends murdered and family murdered and people betray him and his planet and his ship and his friends and now like it made sense to have him actually get Um, to him and yeah i'm definitely not saying it's an inconsistency or it's bad writing i'm not saying that at all i'm just saying i i was disappointed to not see 
what we had. You wanted Thor moments. Yeah. 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 That's all. That's Same just a here. personal preference. He's it's gotten a, a lot of moments, though. I feel like yes. this was this movie was other characters got that maybe don't get those kind of moments got those moments in this movie, and that so was an offset. Let's talk about that because this. Well, the, uh, the ones I'm thinking of are towards the end of the movie. No, 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 no. Okay. I the next step. So I. I think we should talk about Ronan Hawkeye because I like this is the one shot scene. This or the is no one scene, of the movies where I'm actually really impressed with his storyline. I was invested and I thought he was interesting and I really enjoyed having him on screen. And I don't usually like Jeremy Renner. I don't like him in most films. So I like Hawkeye in this especially because he's he is the most human human there. Right. Um, except for Natasha. Net, Natasha. Right. Those two are the normal people. Right. They don't have suits of armor. They don't have super strength. They can't fly. No that science kind of behind them or anything. Right. They just have their their human abilities. And so seeing him, you know, and, and later some of the stuff that he does to keep fighting what he can do is cool. It's it's cool to see him not give up when he easily could have, you know, like, yeah, he freaking snapped. Don't get me wrong. But, uh, he, uh, right, no pun intended. Thing. but he's going after bad people right and i appreciate that even though he's got nothing left so when it's him it's okay but when it's a punisher you don't like it i didn't say that i know i'm just kidding. So that's not what i said at all i'm saying that he he did he lost everything and he could have ended up like thor he could have but he didn't Right. He turned into the Punisher without guns. He I mean, did kinda. turn into the Punisher. Yeah. And, I mean, I can appreciate that he still was fighting for something. Yeah. You know. No, I feel like he would have turned into Thor if he stopped. You know, if he sat down and reflected, like, if he had gone back to that empty house with all of his kids' belongings and had to face it, then, yeah. I actually think that's why he volunteers to jump back through time. First, as a newbie, because like he's he's got nothing left to lose. Homicidal to the point of suicidal. Well, that also the other point in the movie that comes later is evidence of that. But as Ronan as a character, he was fine. His suit was cool, and the one like one shot scene, more like Clint Barton. Sure, Clint. You know that that one scene where he was fighting the Yakuza guy, and it's like a one one shot thing around. Yeah, that was kind of cool. But overall, he just was like edgy like emo guy and i you know what whatever i he went and got a wacky haircut and a tattoo sleeve <laughs> and like you know that makes him all of a sudden cool no but i i get the point on the he, he was the human and and sure i just think they went a little t- maybe a little too far did he really need like a tattoo sleeve in this weird well, i'm haircut? not talking about any of that stuff i i, I mean more mean after after the time travel happens, yeah. right? And I don't want to jump. I don't want to miss all of that. But just after that, when he has the gauntlet and has to protect it, I like. Yeah, that, that was a good scene. You know, I like what he has to kind of go through to keep. Like, he's the only one right now who's stopping everything. Yeah, you know. And um, when you think about how powerful everybody else is, and like it's all resting literally in his hands right now, like that's a cool moment. Yeah, so. him running from the outriders. I think they're called. Was yeah, that was, was what we were just fun, talking about. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, think that's a, a neat scene. scene. Yeah. Um, but uh, <laughs> um, so can we talk about the time travel? So I think it was about where we're at yeah. at this point. Okay. Um, we didn't touch on the Ant Man time travel scene when it's like instead of <laughs> him traveling through time, the time is traveling through him, and he's like a little baby it's and funny. an old man. And uh, it's funny when uh, Tony pulls up and he's like, 
Did he turn into a baby? <laughs> yeah. yeah, and actually that scene when everybody's coming in and uh-huh. like uh, there are the, the tacos keep getting knocked out. <laughs> Scott Lang was a treasure in this movie. <laughs> Seriously, was. like we've needed him in Avengers movies before this because he he for me was the most human, uh, you know, human acting. Sure. He yeah, I mean he was he was just a, like Clint is a trained spy. All this other stuff. Scott is just a dude, right? That has a suit that can make him do stuff. So I mean, he's, 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 he's he knows a, how to use it, though. He can become sure. giant man. But he's but a little bit Clint. of a fanboy. If he used the suit, he could do it too. I'm but just he saying, doesn't have the suit, right? I'm I mean, just saying that I, he's. I'm sure Clint could use an Iron Man suit if he was given one. I think that's a little more complicated, but I mean, is it? Yes, I think it is. I mean, Pepper can figures we, it out really quick. Can we just agree on the fact that Hulk bringing Scott? tacos <laughs> yes oh i love that it's so, so good it's so wholesome it's it's cute i love look, paul rudd is a gem I, yes i love him and, so, and i want him in every avengers movie going forward like, I, I hope he continues i hope we get you know ant-man and the wasp whatever they call it you know i see, want more see but, i loved him more in this movie than i did in the ant-man and in, in at least the second ant-man movie because i i loved him being like this normal guy that's like around all these enhanced super trained people <laughs> And he's just trying to fit in, and he sucks up the cap all the time. I loved that. Um, so, so okay. So for the time travel, they have enough pin particles for one round trip each, plus like two test runs. Right, one test run. Right. Which they then do two test runs because they turn him into the baby thing and all that, and then Clint. Well, anyway, so all no, right. no, no, no. Clint's no, is the this, only test this run? is after the baby thing, okay. yeah. and he accidentally wastes it. Yeah. Right, no, I remember that. So, so Clint does the test run. So that means now everyone gets one round trip, right? Cool. They make a big deal out of that, right? How did Cap and Tony take another jump and still make it home? Because, because they, they went and got pin particles from 1970. Oh, they yeah. stole more pin particles. Yeah, okay, right. they went back to... There was a whole scene about yeah, it. Yeah, I forgot they stole more pin particles. I remember them getting the Tesseract. I forgot about it the was pin like, particles. Because that's what the scene really focuses okay, on. But if we're going to go the there... I forgot about that. If we're going to go there, then here was where my first... We're like, going to go to the individual scenes. So do you want to talk about New York first? Or do you well, want to talk about uh, the Washington, D.C.? This is New York. Okay, talk about New York then. Uh they had the time stone at that point. So why do they need to go get more pim particles and all this other shit? They like Well, no, no, no. So that they they do kind of explain that. How? So they have to take Well, do they know how to use the time stone? Okay. So Hulk doesn't know how to use any stones, but magically he can put on the gauntlet and make everything good again. Like so I I don't buy that people need training to use these stones. Thanos doesn't need any training to use the stones. Hulk puts on the gauntlet and uses all the stones. Well, Doctor Strange the, didn't really use tra- any new train at all with the... He didn't do any time travel before he used the stone. I mean, look, the, the, yeah. I mean, that, that's that's fair, I guess. Um, I don't know. I mean... That was my first major problem with the time travel in this movie. That one part there, when they're like, we, how we've only got this one particle. It's like, you kind of got, like, the ultimate thing here. You could yeah. Just, I mean, yeah, I mean, right, because if, Than- if Thanos had gotten the time stone first, yeah. then nothing would matter, right? Right, And I think that's that's part of the problem, right, is that the, the, the time travel is – there's no consequences to any of the time travel. So, yeah, they have they have the time stone, and rather than use that, they use the Pym particles. The scene with the Ancient One was 
I liked that scene, though, scene. with him when she knocks. Because how many people have crumpled the Hulk? Thanos? Well, he's only kind of the Hulk, but... Okay. Thanos <laughs> and the Ancient One. Pretty much, as far as I can remember, that's about it. Now, Ray, you had an opinion about the Ancient One scene, because we talked a little bit about this. Did I? Yeah, do you remember? I don't. No, okay. I quite like that well, scene. Yeah, I, I thought it was really cool. I, it's one of my favorite scenes, actually, in the movie, which is kind of weird. What did I say? I don't remember. I've made a lot of comments about this I film. think you were saying it was your favorite scene with Hulk in it because Bruce just gets knocked into the ghost form. Maybe you were kidding. Uh, no, no. I really... I like my Hulk savage. I really do. And the fact that we've seen him kind of aim it and control it to a certain degree, I, I just... Professor I mean, Hulk... happened in the comics, too. It's not like that's completely I outrageous. No. I know every version of Hulk that we've seen on screen has actually been in the comics. And yeah. I am really glad they didn't go the Joe fix it route. Right. Like, oh, that's God. Mr. Fix it would have been not good. <laughs> um, but I, I like Banner. I like him a lot. And his conversation with the ancient one was really well done. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like how I just like how it goes. They're back and forth. Their banter is good. And she's made up her mind, but he's still able to to get through to her. Yeah. By just mentioning Doctor Strange and he, he sacrificed it. Oh, well, why didn't you say that from the beginning? Here you go. Take it. It's who you know. It is who you know. Um, but speaking of the New York scene, there are a few things I really love about the okay, movie. Yeah, there's a lot. Um, America's ass. Because I really love oh America's God. ass. So, <laughs> who didn't love America's ass? <laughs> right? Let's get real. Let's get, we'll get to that. But I, I just want to talk about the alternate takes that we got to see of scenes we have watched dozens of times. And this was actually in all the all the time travels. We got to see yes. new scenes from movies we've seen. But this one, I think, for me, was the most significant because it's the first Avengers movie. Right? Like, the first Avengers movie we've talked about before was a big deal in 2012. It's funny now to think about the scope of the 2012 movie versus the scope of Endgame and talk about them on a similar level, but it was a big deal. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So seeing, you know, the end scene where Loki's on the ground, you know, he's saying, I think I'll take that drink now. Seeing that from a different angle is just, it's fun. It's really cool. Well, watching Hulk rip off his shirt and he's like, I guess, uh, he's, <laughs> he's like, like, it feels gratuitous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, like, just do it. <laughs> um, it. It was just really cool. And, you know, just getting to see the different aspects of it was a lot of fun. It did the, the cap scene is great when he fights himself. Yeah, I think it's really great. Um, <laughs> I know, I know. But right, before when he, that, when he says the line though. When he says before the line, that even happens, the, the elevator, elevator scene, scene, right? Like I was like. The, the, the elevator scene from Winter Soldier is one of my favorite scenes in the entire MCU, scene. and we're all and, watching it, and it's happen. literally all the same people. I'm like. Oh my god, but am I getting well. another elevator scene? And then he does Hail Hydra. And I was like, no. It was Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So well done. Yeah. What a great way to make that shitty moment in the comics so fun. Like, 
It was super cool. It we, was perfect. In 2015, we had one of our first episodes about that moment in the comics. I mean, we all talked about how shitty it was and how much we hated it. And this kind of made Chris it fun. Evans saves it. Chris <laughs> Evans saves it. Another paradox. Now what happens? Like, because everybody thinks that Cap is Hydra, so like we don't see it happen. Because, but after Avengers happens, does the dude like walk up and go? There's no consequences. Hydra, <laughs> and Cap's like, pow! Hang on, yes. you think you think that's a big deal? Okay, where the fuck is Loki? Yeah, Loki well, takes the Tesseract the and then goes. But Loki is in movies that take place after Avengers. Right, yeah. like he's supposed <laughs> to be in the cell. Right, like Loki's gone. He's just gone now. Well, they've said that the uh, that the show is going to be him traveling through important parts of time, and uh, you know, are they just going to blue screen him into other movies? <laughs> I don't. I, I would imagine it's more like historical things. Maybe he things, prevents but... uh, Malekith and Ooh. the other guy from killing his mom. There we go. Um, but like that's a huge deal though, because he he is a very big part of Ragnarok. Well, it's, it's very clear that there's a lot of alternate ra- realities being formed from this movie. So that no matter they did to, to not fracture the timeline, like there's some new timelines. The thing guys. is, well, all that means though is that only one of those timelines is things hunky dory. There's yeah. a billion other timelines where True. everything's shit, right? So, but it's different kinds of shit, Derek. <laughs> yeah. It's different, different levels. At least everybody's alive, <laughs> right? In in that timeline, but not in any of the other timelines. Yeah. True. Right. Like that's that's my problem. It, it it creates a lot of problems there. The cap scene is really fun when the the all pa- of cap scenes in New York is really fun. When past cap says that I can do this all day, and he's like, I, like know, I know, I know. I love it. I love it. I, I, <laughs> like he's so annoyed by himself. In it's, this, one. it's so good. I, I'm a little. I am a little sad that he doesn't say it later in like for real during the fight. I'm glad he didn't. I don't know. That I, line has been overused. They should have. If they were going to do that, they needed to do the scene where. Is they're like silhouetted to each other, him and Thanos, and he goes, "As long as one man stands in front of you, you haven't won." Or that would have been like cool that. too. That would have been my. Preferred I wanted him way to say something, yeah. and he never really did. And that's I all. think if he was going to do that line one more time, it should have been when he was holding back Thanos's punch. But they did it in a montage, uh, sort of way, uh, in Infinity where there was no vocalizations; there was just orchestra because they were also showing Wanda. Yeah, doing the Mind Stone. So. But like when when that Cap, was the issue. when Cap tightens the broken shield and he gets up that last time, he could have said something, you know. And I just I felt like there was some dead space there that needed something. Maybe it's not. You know, he could have said, phrase, "I'm America's ass." But, okay. <laughs> I'm being serious. I'm just saying that I think they could have used some more dialogue. That's all. Yeah. Okay. So, do we go to uh, Morag Vormir? Either any of the above. Morag was pretty funny. Like watching them watch Star Lord dancing to no music was pretty great. (laughs) One of the they wrote so many versions of this script. One of the scripts had Star Lord interacting with them, but they didn't know how to uh, get him to be deterred from the Power Stone. So instead, they just punched (laughs) him. It's pretty funny. Um, oh, my God. And since Chris Pratt has been like an ass over the last two years, watching him get punched in the face was pretty great. And kicked in the nuts by Gamora later. It's true. He gets kicked in the he nuts. Does. Now, my, the problem with the Morag scene is it creates like. It, it, it creates the two nebulas. It makes zero sense to me that she would somehow be connected yeah. to herself through some. 
cosmic network of cosmic BS internet technology. <laughs> cosmic like, internet. That's basically what it yeah, is. Yeah, it is. It's cosmic like, Wi-Fi. Like then you could talk to anybody on any planet at any time. It's, if it's, it's she had ridiculous... come in contact with them, yeah, because she Why can record. Why wouldn't that technology stuff? be in a handheld option for Thanos's entire army? Or I, at least his children. Yeah. You know, right? Well, like Gamora doesn't have that. You know, his, Gamora lost very few times. She has very few cybernetics. No, but I'm talking about like if that if you have the technology to communicate with somebody in another star system and you can implant that in a body, why isn't there a handheld communicator for that? Because this isn't Star Trek, bitch. Like I'm just saying I mean, she has a point. Like it's not even built into <laughs> Thank you. it's not even built into the ships. The no. ships can't even do it. But somehow Nebula can do it. Yeah. Right. And of course, that's like the reason it's such a big problem for me is it creates the entire reason the second half of the film happens. Yes. Right. Right. And if that doesn't happen, then the rest of the film doesn't happen. You know, it's kind of like the rat problem all over again. Like, OK, so we already talked about the major problem with this film is the fact that there are no consequences to the time travel. Nebula gets to kill her past self and it doesn't matter. She doesn't even have like any remaining scar or anything. No, because like, it's a totally different person. Exactly. Yeah. Like it's ridiculous. Well, sure. And they kill past Thanos, which should mean the original snap never happened but to begin with. That's the problem. Every other form of time travel movie we have ever seen, you know, even the crappy ones like Jumper, uh, you know, like looper they have rules to their time travel and this one just doesn't we, well and they kind of make a joke about that yeah early on but that didn't really like make me go okay i guess i'll forgive everything well, well they, they a joke sound, doesn't solidify anything yeah. it just it brushes it like off the if you use the infinity stones to to do that type of stuff then it's like paradox free futurama bs right but that's not how thanos gets to present day Thanos gets to present day using pin particles that they're supposed to be out of. Yeah. That Nebula somehow knows how to use this technology, even though it's past Nebula, who's never been on Earth before. But she somehow is able to bring Thanos and his entire ship there. And that's not using the Infinity Stones. So when you kill past versions of themselves, how are they still doing things? It's true. No explanation. I mean, we could talk for hours about, you know? so about let's that. Not. But... All right. So Voromir. We all knew that, like, this is the thing for me, is it was a little anticlimactic because we all saw Infinity War. Right. You know that there's only one way to get the Soul Stone. Uh, it was just finding out which team's going to Right. Vormir. That was the, well, once you knew that it was Clint and Natasha, it yeah. was like, okay. Then it was more just like, okay, well, which one of them is going to do it? And they played that up really well. Um, you know, it never. Red Skull looks great, by the way. We got he to did. really see him. And I was like, man, that looks like. Somebody I want to actually see in the movies. They did a very good job with him. Um, I, I, I will say it, ne it never crossed my mind that it would actually be Barton because no. she, I don't think she ever would have let that happen because he's the one with the family, right? He's already lost them once. She's not going to let that happen again, mm -hmm. you know? And for me, it seals her arc really well because there's a in the original avengers movie there's the, the conversation between her and loki right and he's like how can you possibly wipe out all that red well i feel like this, this is as it. close as you're gonna possibly get to doing that she... is bringing back trillions of people you know also i think i'm the one that predicted natasha would be dying in this movie i don't know maybe you, you might have agreed with said me that there were going to be four yeah and only two 
Right. So I didn't get everything so right, clearly. But I, you agreed with me, I'm pretty sure, on the yeah. on Natasha, for sure. Yeah. And Clint, I think. Yeah, we both thought that they were both going to die. And honestly, uh, the spoiler that I thought I had beforehand said that Scott and Clint had died. And wow. so clearly somebody was just fucking with me. Well, but... the spoiler that I had heard was that Wolverine is at the end credits. And I was like, <laughs> it, for me, it was like, but what if it like, I don't like I couldn't 100 percent say there's no possible way that. this. No, happened. you couldn't because you never know what banana bullshit they're going right. to pull out. I like... mean, they, they've stuck Spider-Man in Civil War in the last like month. Yeah. <laughs> You know, true. so it, like, there was time to do it, but yeah, you was around. Yeah, uh. <laughs> no, I was glad that that I, I took it with a grain of salt. The other spoiler was the Iron Man gauntlet that had all the stones, but yeah, the toy uh, that was the toy oh, spoiler. No, I still have never seen that. Yeah, so somehow I missed that. I don't well, know I how you guys that. missed. That, I will but. say that I got very lucky. I was somehow able to avoid all the spoilers. That was a very minor, like the one thing that actually got spoiled, the Iron Man gauntlet thing, that was a hugely minor spoiler. I did not really mind hugely that much minor. in the context of the film. Yeah, sorry. Hugely minor. Very, very minor. minor. Biggest minor spoiler That's right. I've ever seen. I thought it was going to be um, more meaningful than it was. You're a big minor. <laughs> I did think the two of them fighting out for trying to sacrifice themselves was a cool moment. It was though. executed really well because you really didn't know which one was actually going to be the one because you could say that Natasha wasn't going to let Clint, but I mean, Clint also wasn't really going to yeah, let Natasha. Right. It was like, no, no, no. He, yeah. They could have crippled each. I mean, he shot arrows, explosive arrows at her and stuff like that. Like it reminded me of the fight they had in the first Avengers. And just like yeah. the fight that they had, they both did this one without stunt doubles. Yeah. So, it was cool. It was a good scene. Yeah. Um, I think as good as you could have made something that was relatively predetermined. I knew that she was going to be the one to die when she told him that she had no idea who her father was. And I'm like, well, they just said that, you know, her family has been the Avengers. They've said that multiple times in this film. They've indicated that's why she is stuck around at the mm-hmm. compound. So this. It's this, who she is. She's the mother of the Avengers and she would give anything for it and another part of it this worked another part of this that made me question whether this was a disney film was them showing the dead crumpled bloody body oh my god they i was like did. what in the world she is had going blood on by her head gamora didn't have that they, no. sh- they and they were a lot closer to black widow and this too. was red blood yeah purple thanos blood yeah maybe it has to do with like the time ratio the movie was long enough that there wasn't <laughs> right, they enough, got another one you know enough yeah. things in there i don't know but um good scene overall. yeah uh, so then uh, Cap and Tony go back in time again um, to, 1970. to 1970. There's some really cool moments in there. Uh, Tony with his father. The de-aging on um, Howard Stark and Hank Pym was really good again. Mm-hmm. They did a great job with that. This is the second time they've had to do that for both actors. And this is the first time that they've had a character from the TV shows crossover into a yep, movie. Yep, Jarvis, Jarvis was there. Was the right. first character from the Agent Carter show to be in the same actor. Yeah, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, the the scene though between Tony and his dad, those scenes, uh, I, I think showcased what the MCU is going to miss by not having Robert Downey Jr. anymore. Yeah, because he is just really good, really delightful <laughs> to watch. Yeah, uh, he is a damn good actor, and you know he doesn't always have to be in the suit. It, you know he, he does some good stuff. He didn't have to carry the whole weight of the MCU on his back. Um, he didn't ever have to everybody around him is so strong and carries their films very well but he still manages to be just a fucking standout character actor and 
even though the movies have kind of pulled back on their story centric moments on Tony, like he still steals scenes constantly. And, and see, I don't think he completely stole that scene. I think, I think when when Cap it. saw Peggy and was just watching her through the window, it was heartbreaking. And that's a beautiful scene. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, it was there was a lot of emotion happening in that scene. Plus, having the two of them team up together, Cap and Tony, Tony again, was just wonderful. Yeah, there's a lot of good stuff in there. Um, so Our second community cameo oh, right. by yeah. Yvette Nicole Brown. Yeah, I barely recognized her actually. Um, well, she's lost a lot of weight, yeah. and uh, she had a much different hairstyle than what she normally sports. So, so they come back. Everyone comes back except for Natasha, mm-hmm. which is sad, of course. Uh, and then things kind of just go off the rails. So here's my problem: <laughs> Natasha's death is barely touched on. Now, I was not expecting a huge funeral or something, but I did figure that the four men that lamented her death, five men, excuse me, would have said some words to everybody who was still there. You know, they still had a job to do. They couldn't put things on hold to recognize her sacrifice. Uh, the way they could later on in the film when everything's done, but I mean, really, they had the time stones; so they could have done whatever they wanted, <laughs> right? Like they time sh- travel screws everything up. They should have done it. My my problem with a lot of this stuff is Natasha's contributions to the team are often overlooked because she doesn't have superpowers, so they she just gets overlooked, and I just felt that it. See, I didn't have as much of a problem with that because I you think that Clint, because I'm a man, um, <laughs> no, because Clint, Clint got the, mo- you know, they had a really touching moment. She they got did. her screen time with Clint and, you know, her emotional sacrifice. We got to see Clint really upset afterwards um, when he wakes up with the soul stone in his hand or whatever. And we got to see his emotional reaction when he gets back. Um, and, I mean, as much as it would have been nice because she was a standout character for me in this movie, I think that that would have thrown the whole pacing of the movie off. Everything at that point was basically like we get, we're going full gear into third, the third act now. Um, and they know. did. Like Hulk immediately puts that gauntlet on his hand and he does the snap and Scott Lang notices the birds. And then it gets blown to shit. Yeah. So I, I got to say, like, I'm torn between like being glad that nobody died, but the fact that nobody died in that explosion seems ridiculous. They're all superheroes. When I got the but fake spoiler that Scott died, I was like, that's it! That's He's it! That, that missile to the chest kills Scott Lang. Like, it was just... There were so many missiles into a normal-ish building. Like, it, no, the compound is in no way normal. That thing collapsed like a normal building collapses. Like, it, there, people were kind of crushed, but like nobody was unconscious. Nobody lost a limb. Nobody was killed. Like, they were. Rhodey and Rocket were drowning. Okay, for a little while, but like they all end up totally fine from that. And that was one of the the. The least realistic parts for me was like because the explosion was so intense and nobody gets knocked out from it. Yeah. So before this, Clint gets a call from Laura. Yeah. 
So am I to believe that Clint's been paying a family plan on his cell phone for all these years, and he kept her phone on a charger for five years waiting for this moment? That's your problem. Not that uh, it's a landline, doesn't Ryan. get a funeral, but okay. because of that. Nobody has a landline in 2023 or People whatever. People live on farms like that. Oh, oh my okay. God. Maybe her phone was dusted and it came back. There's a lot of problems with the way the, the undoing Bucky's arm was works. dusted for no reason. That's true. <laughs> Their clothes are dusted, like the phone was dusted too, I imagine. But um, have a full charge, luckily. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Everything was reset the way it was. She was at like 63%. Um, no, but like the undoing of the snap is a very confusing thing that we could spend a lot of time talking about because it doesn't undo the last five years. But for the characters, the characters, for the, the people that were dusted, it's as if relatively no time has passed. So, um, for example, Spider-Man Far From Home. He remembers being dusted and then a few minutes later. He's back, but he's still in high school. With Why would he not be in high school? He's still high school age. Right. But like what I mean is like his like. Five years have passed, uh-huh. right? His so friends also got dusted. All of them, everybody from the first. That's going to be the explanation in Far, Far From Home. One hundred percent guarantee you. That's everybody. what it's going to be. Okay. <laughs> he ended up looking like he was going to a college at the end of the movie. I didn't. It looked like a high school like, to me. It seemed like, he, in, in but it's pre- hard to tell. I mean, it doesn't say like, high school or college. You know, you're just guessing it's a school of some kind. And yeah, the previous no from Far From Home make it look like it's still yeah, high school, Far From but... Home is still his entire class from high school. Well, so if that changes, like you went to college with your entire well, that's same that's class, why it's like, not college. It's yeah, high school. So I get everybody it. had to be dusted. But we still don't know when Far From Home takes place. I think we know it's after this. Anyway. 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 Um, so, okay. So now, you know, Thanos comes down and we get the big three showing up against him. Um, there's some cool moments in that fight, guys. No. The there coolest are some moments. epic moments some in that fight. Some of the best fight. moments in the entire MCU, in my opinion. Yeah. When the hammer goes to Cap. You should have seen the look on my face. Actually, look on my face. was like. <laughs> no, my like eyes were welling up, and I, I didn't know whether to cry or smile. It was like a beautiful thing. It. I'm not saying it is the coolest moment in the MCU, but there's but a good argument. It for very it to be. well could be. Yeah. It's it, it for me. It top is the coolest. Three. Um, it's definitely got to be up there. There's a couple in this. In him using. I mean, when you take in him using the lightning and everything, he was whooping Thanos' ass. With oh, that and thing. then later on, when they just like exchange them back and forth, <laughs> and like they're fucking like, Renfest jugglers. I'll take like, a bigger one. It's like, so perfect. Great. There's there's some amazing moments in that fight scene when Thor's got both of them is yeah. super cool. Um, I just love when Thor's eyes like get like all of ours, and he's like, I knew it. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, because like there's that we've talked about this a bunch of times. The scene in Age of Ultron. Yeah. Which did is, he hold back or did he really not I, be able I don't to? Think we, I, we didn't get really get an answer to that. I mean, we know he's worthy. I think we in, did. In, I don't think so. Because in Endgame, things had changed for him. And you we've know? seen His life in Thor that your worthiness can change. I totally agree with you. I totally agree with you. But it does move. He's the only one who ever he moves nudges the it. hammer. But, that doesn't, mean, does but it. that doesn't mean he could pick it up. Age of Ultron, Cap can nudge it. Civil War Cap could not. Yeah. And, you know, in-game Cap can swing it like it's nothing. It was so good. It was, it was fantastic. Oh God, it was We're like going to be, I can't wait for the influx of cosplayers that are carrying, that are Caps carrying Thor's hammer and the shield. That's going to warm my heart every time I see it. I agree. Um, 
it's cool. It's such a it's such a I, cool. I scene. hate to um, skip over like a lot too because this is also when Giant Man just emerges. Oh, yeah, and yeah. like that was amazing. And the so on your left scene. Oh my god. Okay. <gasps> so, so so hang on. So we I don't want to skip to that yet because the fight gets really intense. Like I we had talked about this. I he was pretty beats convinced. The three of them down. I was pretty convinced that Tony and Cap were both dying in this movie. We okay? all were, I think. Right. And so there's a couple of moments in this fight, like when the shield is busted and stuff where I'm like, all right, this is it. And when He's Cap tightens it down that last that time, it stands and- back up. And like the entire army's there. Thanos has had his speech about how it wasn't personal. Cap is the last one standing. No, no, that, he, that's not, no, this is when he's talking about. Oh yeah, but he's going to enjoy this one. Right, because yeah. it wasn't personal until now. Like, and Cap was the last one standing at this exactly. point of it's, the three. It's literally him versus an entire army yeah. of, of aliens. And, on your left is yeah. like oh my god i got chills i do too it's so cool. hearing anthony mackie's voice again <laughs> oh i've and never seeing all the portals open up it was oh my uh, god watching everybody step out like i'm i'm getting chills now thinking about it because it was so well done it's ah! a really awesome sequence just panning across like everybody freaking shows up in that scene. Who's epicness still alive. beyond epicness. Like, it's so cool. When um, they said... Um, it's really just Vision and Nat that's yeah. not there. When they said, is this everybody? I was kind of expecting one more portal to open up and Daredevil and Luke Cage. <laughs> oh, poor Ryan. I know. And Punisher, what would he have done? It but, would have been a cool on. moment for Loki to show up, though. Nah. Oh, that would have been neat. I, uh, I think Loki's overused anyway, so that's fine. Well, I but I, I'm glad that he ended ambiguous, to be yeah. honest. It, but it's an amazing scene, seeing all the heroes show up together in that moment with the entire army of Wakanda is just like it's re- so. On one hand, it it's absolutely incredibly epic. I can't believe they pulled it off. On the other hand, how is that the only army that's available to help at all? What Wakanda? Yeah, yeah. Like, don't get me wrong; they're amazing. They're well, clearly fantastic. But like, their armies have fighter jets and stuff. No, you're right. You're right. It's just their ruler is already a superhero. No other countries are backing this kind of war. They're not. Yeah, but like, this is so happening that's in the New problem. York. You're telling me we can't scramble some jets? Canada can't scramble some jets. There's two massive militaries right there. Justin Trudeau has shit to do, Derek. I'm just, like, look, he's got tweets. It 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 doesn't he make doesn't sense for me that like that the look like look look at the new Godzilla movie, King of the Monsters, right? Do we have to? Just for a moment. No, there, thank you. The Come you know on, we man. bring Godzilla in to help us, right? But we still send in our own jets to do what we can. Why is there? Why are there no jets? There's no bombers. There's no anything. We're in New York. There's no military. There was none during the Avengers fight. There was first responders. You're totally right. But there was still no U.S. military involved. I I let it go because back then what they were doing was already above the scale of anything we had ever seen. But... Like for Endgame now, like this is it. This is the end of the entire world. Well, it's the fourth invasion this world has seen. (laughs) And we're just sick of it, I guess. I don't know. But anyway. bored. I don't want to spend too much on it. But um, it's an amazing scene, though. Can we talk about all the fan service moments? Because that's what this fight was. There's one in particular I'm sure that you're referencing that is very mixed among my Facebook friends in terms of whether it was good, whether it was bad, whether it was necessary, whether it was unnecessary. I don't even care if it's any of that. I enjoyed it, and my theater enjoyed it. Everybody mm-hmm. like screamed out men and women. So. I actually got a little emotional, surprisingly. Like I, 
I thought it was. We're talking about the m- moment when th- the A Force tribute, when all the women are there. So Peter Parker, like they're playing catch with the gauntlet, yeah. and Peter has it, and he falls down, and Carol drops in front of him, and this is after Carol's cool entrance, where all of a sudden every uh, gun on Thanos's ship points to the sky instead of the ground. Luna, come here, sweetie. And uh, it says something's entering the atmosphere and then she comes pummeling down and, you know, Peter has the gauntlet and uh, Carol's like, hi, Peter Parker. I hear you have something for me. And, you know, then he's like, but how can you get it all the way through all that? And the A-Force tribute. Okay, so um, it was fun. It was a fun moment. And if nothing else comes of it, cool. But... I don't care what movie it is, what scene it is. Anytime Valkyrie comes in riding a Pegasus, I am sold. I am in. I am all about this. Um, but this this whole thing begs the question: Why didn't Doctor Strange just like make a portal that they could just jump through Agreed. to the van? Right? Like, there's so well, many there's other that. ways to do this. Just going back, going back to this scene though. So, like, I'm I'm like I'm with you guys on this. Like, it was really emotional for anybody out there who's like, what was it needed? It's a movie about superheroes. The whole thing isn't needed. The whole, <laughs> the whole thing is for our entertainment. It's for our enjoyment. And well, I think the argument they were making was, at least the ones that I saw, was that it actually took you out of the scene because why is it just females that happen to go to this one spot and no other men are in the entire I mean, area? I don't know. Why is it just Cap, Tony, and Thor that go up against Thanos? And it's you know, well, but they didn't have a big posing. Even though there were multiple people in the building. Yeah, I mean, they they still- didn't have a scene where they literally just stood there and posed. Is, I mean, playing, they kind of did. They did. You know, like it may not have been as 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 much because it's only three characters, right? But we've seen lots of scenes like this in movies before. The F- Fast and Furious franchise has scenes like this for. for and they're all sake. dudes. You know, so like it's not a new scene. It's new that it was a bunch of women superheroes. That's the only thing that was new about it. If nobody it, wanted this, there wouldn't be a ton of fan art of all the female <laughs> characters together. Like this is just the one. It, 30 second clip that you know half of the fans wanted to see the one i saw that was complaining it. about it the most was actually a woman complaining about it which i thought was interesting but Look, everyone's gonna have a different perspective on it sure. i really liked it Me i too. i'm i'm hoping it's it may not be a sign of future projects but it'd be right. cool if it was and i don't tribute, need it know? to be you know an a-force movie would be really cool and if this is just but what's the point of a-force if carol can just do everything by herself it's the same <laughs> thing as the justice league movie what's the point if superman well, she is can so be powerful off, she can always be off in space well okay you know sure. these are the adventures when she's not around and then she gets her own movies it I mean, doesn't there doesn't need to be like points behind some of these films they just if they have good stories to tell then they have good stories to tell this was a 30 second moment in a three-hour movie and it doesn't need to be overhyped you know it, it was fan service i did think that the, the scene after when it's like spider-man getting carried by all these different people to mm-hmm. the thing i mean it was cool but it was a little distracting for me it was a little like i don't know it just seemed very forced i was more excited for the insta kill to yes. actually do something like that was fun yeah it was a nice call because we see that in homecoming and we're yeah. like why why would that ever be there and right. we're like oh this Thanos. <laughs> um, no, it, it was it was definitely 
designed just to be like, here's everybody. Yeah, here's fan service. Right. Like, you know, when they give they give uh, Black Panther the gauntlet for a few seconds. Right. So he can run around with it. Like, it's just to show everybody to show that this is this is the MCU. Yeah. Right. Um, and what, I, I'm not complaining yeah. about no, 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 it. No, it was just it just was very obvious fan service. Yeah. yeah. Well, having Rhodey and Pepper and uh, Tony all fighting and all their arc beams going everywhere. Like, the that was really with, cool. Uh, Pepper and Tony back to back. Yeah. yeah it was yes. very Cool good scene. moment yeah mm-hmm. um so i mean they're, they're like i really like i said before i thought cap was going to die and then thanos like stomps on his chest and he doesn't get back up I'm like well they're not gonna kill him like that no, yeah that's not gonna you know happen. and then they moved away from us so i'm like oh i guess i was wrong um then you know carol comes in she has his her fight with him it takes the power she gets, stone she gets to the chest man bashed away yeah pretty hard there yeah that um, had to hurt and then you know uh, Doctor Strange has his little moment, mm-hmm. you know, and Wanda has her moment. Oh, well, right when yeah. she gets the line, when she looks him dead in the eye and says, "Like you took everything from me," and he's like, "I don't know who you are," and she's like, "You will." I was like, "I was like, is we going House of M here? Yes. What's going on?" I was like, "Please melt his brain. I want to see it drip out of his ears." Let's do this, and they didn't. No, they did not do that. No, um, but. Tony steals all the stones and makes his own Iron Man gauntlet. And he ends the movie with I am Iron Man. Well, it's perfect because Thanos says I am inevitable for like the fourth time in the movie or whatever. He does. Does the snap. Nothing happens. And you cut to Tony who says his tagline, you know, Um, and he has all the stones. And in our heads, like I, I only thought he had taken like one or something. I didn't think he had had all of them. Well, that's what right I thought Dr. Strange was trying to say. It was like, you just have to remove one stone to stop the snap from happening. And I thought that's what he meant. He meant it's the one timeline. Yeah. So. So here's another big plot problem I have with the movie. Sure. Thanos, in order to make the Infinity Gauntlet, had to go kill a committed genocide on an entire race Harness the power of a forge powered by a star to melt the metal to harness the power of six infinity stones. Tony could make one in a cave with a box of scraps. Yeah, he's not Tony Stark. He's just I Thanos. get that, but Tony doesn't have access to like metals that are more powerful than the star metal. Like, Except it's not metal. It's nanobots. Well, whatever like, it is. It's not more powerful than living... this. living... You're telling me it's more powerful than the metal Mjolnir and Stormbreaker it, it are made out of. it can adapt. I mean, look, Thanos does tear that armor apart pretty quickly in Infinity War, so it doesn't seem like it holds up a lot. It's yeah. just very flexible as far as its functionality. I'm with you. Like, clearly they did, they uh, they went the route of, well, it has to be a gauntlet because if it's not a gauntlet, that'll be weird. So we'll make another one. Which is really upsetting. Made a full suit. That in, awesome. in Avengers Assemble... Black Widow has all six stones at one point. Well, it was only five in there because of cost cutting and stuff. But uh, she has all the stones and she's like, they're like embedded in her neck, like a necklace. And it was really fucking cool. Like she's just floating with these godlike powers and she's having like six voices come out of her mouth. And uh, they could have done other jewelry. Right. It didn't have to be a gauntlet. That's what, the, that's what people are used to seeing, though. Right. And it also, symbol, like, you know? wouldn't have been able to show his face after his whole body got burned up like right, a right. freaking... And that's it. It goes on his right hand. And throughout the entire MCU, they've always damaged his left. So, like, a lot of people had theories that he was going to lose his left hand or, you know, it was finally going to result in a heart attack because, you know, your left arm goes numb. And But no his right side they fooled everybody ha 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 
Yeah, I never really noticed that, to be totally honest with it's you. Through all the movies, um, he's always complained of of how his left arm is sore. It's and so always a lot in of people a sling. And, in this movie, he yeah. was going to time travel back, and like his earlier self was going to get injured on his, and so it was going to make it a recurring injury uh, or something. Yeah, but, I never yeah. noticed. Um, nope. It's, it's a cool way for him to end, though. Um, oh, he got the perfect story arc. And Pepper, get well, first of all, Peter just getting in your face and saying like, that was a little annoying. Mr. It's Shark, like, Mr. Shark, his we won. Wife is right there. Like, come on, he's yeah, got he's, daddy issues, man. I get that, but he's like, got Uncle Ben issues. And wife Tony has more... daddy issues. Like, he wanted it. He wanted that little bastard by him. He did. I guess, but That's why Pepper, he did the whole like, thing. I felt bad for Pepper because she's like, get out of the way, bitch. Is my husband? <laughs> she literally like, moves yeah. him out of the way. She's but like, she does, shush, shush, she does get a one. really good line, which is, yeah. you know, that he can rest now. And it's true because he really hasn't since he was in the cave and came up with the original design. He has not stopped. And yeah. it it was really good because you, you didn't get the obvious lines of, you know, I love you and I'll miss you and, you know, we're fine. You you get the you can rest now. And he. He is kind of just clinging to life for her to approve of all of his choices. And then he passes. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it was a tough moment. But, I mean, I think we all kind of saw it coming. I'll say that the... That this was the resolution to Thanos also, which I found very anticlimactic, that he just got dusted and that was that. Yeah, I agree. Um, So... That was my one complaint about that, but uh, the stuff with Tony was was handled well and with respect. And I actually think the Russo brothers, with every character that they had to make a major change to, they handled it very well. You know, Cap. He did a Nat, yeah. Um, I, Tony, all the all the big big ones. Mm-hmm. They, they handled brought it with great some respect. Decent resolution to the first six. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, they, they had been telling us that this was the end of the Infinity Saga, and they made sure that that was the case, right? There's no more Infinity Stones in the present. There's no more Thanos in the present. And, you know, two of the original, three of the original six are gone. Tony started it. Tony ended it. You know, he did. Yeah. You know, and um, I mean, I think that that worked really well. You, of course, you know, there's there's some stuff at the end. Right, so they have to return all the stones. So, well, we get the funeral scene where yeah. we get to see everybody who is really important to Tony at some point or Except another. Except for Coulson, which is really disappointing. Yeah, I agree. The fact that the original members they, never got to find out in universe that Coulson was still alive. They had the kid from Iron Man three, but they didn't have. Coulson. Yeah, they har- like they brought on. back Harley Keener, which I thought was a great nod. It would make sense that this kid sees Tony Stark die probably on television because it's probably discussed for ages afterwards and he makes the trip because he was influential in his life tony stark had a huge influence on that kid so you guys think this scene was cg like they cg people in okay i was gonna say there's no way they could get all these people into one scene none of those people shot on the same day that kid broke me out of the scene though because i had no idea who that was i didn't recognize i think there's a lot of people that are probably like that so I got really confused. I was more like, well, who the hell is that? Unfortunately, the kid hasn't been in any major movie since Jurassic World. And therefore, we didn't see him age. Sure. So that it's just, it's didn't just help. The, no, it didn't. And, but, but from a viewer perspective, 
I would imagine that uh, more people didn't know who that was than yeah. would like to admit it. A lot of people right? had to look up who it was. And unfortunately, the articles about him being in the movie, it, they should have played out more. They should have said that we're bringing back this kid. That should have been an official announcement for Marvel instead of people sneaking onto IMDb and reporting it. Because that's the only reason why I knew. It's because of those few articles I saw ahead of time. Fair yeah. enough. So then we moved on to... Right. So, you know, Cap's going to take the stones back. And was there any thought in your mind that he was returning uh, <laughs> as planned? Bucky knew that it wasn't going to go like that. I don't know why Hulk and uh They didn't know Falcon. him as well. Yeah, but he, he literally, like says you know um you know take care of things while i'm gone like he says that line like for five seconds no you're not coming back we know you're not coming back yeah right because again like the reason we all thought he was going to die is you have to remove him he's not gonna stop that's not who he is if he's not gonna stop with a busted shield and a beat up body in front of an army by himself he's not gonna stop right right and uh this was a clever way to not have to kill him that had not occurred to me it was a beautiful way yeah um, as a Cap fan, I was devastated, but also like incredibly satisfied. I mean, this is where I really started getting emotional in the movie. Was like I Tony was emotional, but but the Cap stuff really got me because he's not had happiness. It was a buildup. Like I wasn't crying when Scott and Cassie had their reunion, but I was like, man, they're hitting us hard with the emotions. And it's 30 minutes into the film. And then Nat dies at the halfway mark. And then, you know, you have all the resurrections and hearing those lines from certain people coming back kind of choked you up. And then Tony dies and then Cap gets this happy ending finally. And I'm gone devastated man when that little bastard child said i want cheeseburgers i, I was like do you even know what you just said <laughs> and happy was like i'll get you all the cheeseburgers all the cheeseburgers yeah see it's interesting man, for, for me intense. like the emotional moments for me weren't weren't any of those it was the the epic stuff like cap wielding the hammer or all the heroes showing up oh, i was portals. emotional to that like, too but it was like a happy emotion this is where like th- I, I started to realize, you know, Cap isn't going to be in the movies anymore. And like, yeah, know. it was weird. I wasn't sad about that because I mean, because it wasn't a sad ending. He got everything he wanted. Both of them, you know, you know got a great resolution. Their their threads were completely tied. And that's what I think we all at this table wanted. Was So here, I don't know if this is a plot hole or if I just missed something. When he was fighting Thanos, his shield got destroyed. But mm-hmm. when he came back, or when he was sitting on that bench, he gave Falcon it must another have been a shield. Past version of the shield. But then, what? How? How did that other cat? The know same what I mean? way like, Nebula can kill her past self, and we can snap the past it just Thanos out weird. of existence. And the, I mean, that's, did he leave with a shield? I thought he just left with the hammer. That's what I thought too. But I, um, I figured maybe I missed something. Maybe Tony repaired it, or or Wakanda repaired it in the meantime, or something. Who knows? I thought he just had the hammer. He could have gone to the past and gotten. A new shield, just like Thor got his hammer. Right, but Thor brought his hammer back because otherwise it would have caused a paradox. Or Cap brought Thor's hammer back for him. So that's where that's why I was confused with that part. Mm-hmm. But uh, we didn't talk about Falcon getting a shield. Was that surprise you guys, or did you? I was a little upset that Bucky didn't get a final conversation. But I like Sam Wilson Cap 
little bit more than Bucky Cap in Except the comics. For that fucking beard. What was with his beard? Did that bother you guys? Falcon's beard looked bit. really weird no, in that scene. I didn't even okay. Notice. Maybe it's just me. <laughs> um, no, I thought it worked perfectly. It, it made me a little confused for the title of their show. Because, like, is he not going to be Captain America? Because that seems like a really missed opportunity now. Yeah. Um, but I guess we'll have to see. Um, see, I thought when Falcon said that it doesn't feel like his, or it feels like somebody else's, that they were going to give it to Bucky. Like, I don't have a problem with Falcon Cap, but Bucky seems like he earned it. And he's not a cocky character ever since his time in Wakanda. He's he's way more Captain America-like, I feel like. How did he earn it any more than, uh, than Sam? Like... He murdered he's been tons through, of people. Sure, but he's also had a huge redemption arc, and he's been, you know, t- he was Cap's friend from the, back in the day. So I think his relationship with Cap is way deeper than I it mean, is with Falcon. I don't think he's had much of a redemption arc. He he was cryogenically frozen for an unknown amount of time in Wakanda. He worked on a farm in Wakanda and then fought against Thanos. But everybody thought against fought against Thanos, right? So he hasn't done anything on his own to redeem himself. I just think that he's personality wise a better fit because Falcon comes across as cocky and kind of arrogant and full of himself. And cap was never that to me. Um, And granted, this is a different person. Yeah. So, uh, but I just thought Bucky would have been more natural progression. I'm fine with it. I'm happy that the cap shield lives on and I hope that Sam Wilson does it justice, but I definitely was surprised by that. And I thought it was going to go to Bucky and I'm kind of sad that Bucky didn't really get a scene with him at the end. Yeah. I really wanted them to just have a little conversation because I felt like at least that he earned. I don't know who is going to be the better cap on screen when Chris Evans has just been so idealistic. And it, he is now my version of Captain America. There won't be another so cap I, like Cap. Like, exactly. So I don't uh, know who would be better or worse. I really don't. I, I do know what I like in the comics a bit more, and that's Sam Wilson, but... He's definitely not the comic version, but well, Winter Soldier in the comics is kind of a prick anyway. But Bucky definitely deserved at least a conversation with his friend. But when you saw the ring on Cap's hand, oh my God, how did that make you feel? Did they? Did you get any feels from that, Derek? Yeah. So Derek came home and he's like, "I don't know how we're gonna do this." But I really want to incorporate the song that they danced to into our wedding. It's been a long, long time. Funny story about that song is that it's it was played. Uh, or it was the song is about a soldier coming back from war to his Aww. woman, girlfriend, wife, whatever. Um, and so that when I found that out, that really hit me. Like he's finally Aww. done with the war and is now with. It was such a beautiful. Mo- I actually listened to the song on the way here, and it gave me chills hearing it, even outside the movie theater. Like, so timey wimey stuff because there's not any consequences. I don't know. Does. Is this a new timeline where he and Peggy get to have kids? Or is this a timeline where he is the dad? He was the dad the entire time and he made out with his niece. I mean, I don't think he made out with his niece. I'm going to say that's probably not. Ha- I'd, I hadn't even thought about that. And <laughs> but I don't you, now you think don't want that. to. Uh, the whole, I mean, that, that's the problem. Though. The time travel in this movie really doesn't make any sense i'm gonna yeah. go with it's a new timeline because yeah. i don't want that intersect intersects with this timeline somehow yeah. but it, it it creates some interesting conversation though because if every time jump was a different timeline then you know they only kind of succeed in one of many timelines that they've now created so they've actually created more timelines where this bad stuff happened than they had before 
Ooh. you know, would be one way to look at it then. And otherwise, you just have some. So like, making out with your niece probably isn't the worst. Yeah, that's like barely an offense. Yeah. Like, but like because that's that's such a small problem that the time travel creates. Again, you have Nebula killing her past self past thanos being destroyed you've got loki um, running away with the loki tesseract running away with the tesseract those three alone are pretty freaking huge yeah um you know there's some other stuff in there like we had talked a bit about like where's gamora did gamora get snapped away i don't think she would have because she had betrayed thanos at that point but she's missing we don't really know where she is um like there's there's just a lot of confusion that this movie creates at the end. That I are we getting a as Guardians of the Galaxy movie now? Is that what's the, yeah? The next so movie? let's Basically. talk about that. That this pretty much will wrap our our episode. I want to say that the scene with Peggy and Cap dancing that was beautiful. Was we didn't really scene. touch about that, but like the they slow finally pan got into it. Like the picket fence house and like it was a very clever. That way. I lost it. It was a very clever way to not have to kill him. It was yeah. so perfect. Because, you know? I mean, honestly, I couldn't have come up with... I, I was racking my brain with, like, they have to kill him. Like, he can't live on. Yeah. Right? Now, it didn't occur to me that they'd be doing tra- time travel to this extent. So... <laughs> um, yeah, it was beautiful. Anyway, yeah. we can move on. I just yeah. wanted to make sure we recognize that scene. So, out of everything that this wraps, this also opens up a lot for the future. Like, where we go from here. So, um, uh, most obviously, is Guardians 3... Who but does ha- it have Thor? Does it not have Thor? Exactly. Because like it has to. Otherwise, you have to explain why he's not there anymore. But here's my problem. And this might be a problem for you guys, too. I love James Gunn. I love Taika Waititi. I do not want to get rid of either one of them. And if you bring Thor into the Guardians of the Galaxy, then that means that probably that's going to be James Gunn directing that, and Taika Waititi might have some input, but really... Not going to be a part of it. And everything he did with Thor Ragnarok was wonderful. And I've watched that movie probably more than I've watched any other MCU movie. And I love it more every time. And I would be really devastated if we didn't get another Thor with him directing it. I mean, that's fair. I'm not going to argue any of that. They just set it up very specifically that it would just be a totally wasted scene if he doesn't end up in the next Guardians. It could be very similar to how he appeared in Doctor Strange where maybe he starts off like that and then it's not there anymore. Like he was in the Doctor Strange post-credit scene and mm-hmm. that was it. So we don't know. And then Doctor but, Strange was in Ragnarok for that scene, you exactly. know, which was cool, but Yeah, I mean this one just feels a little bit different though cuz like he's he's handed off the mantle of ruler of Asgard to Valkyrie, mm-hmm. right? He's gone on a spaceship and they're out in space arguing about who the new captain is. Right. So like, that doesn't feel like a part-time temporary Here's thing. our thing. Phase four has clearly been set up with multiple stories, but they're not making any official announcements and it's because they're focusing on Disney Plus. Yeah. And we know all about that and what they're doing with six TV shows coming out right away. Like, we're going to get to see all those almost November. November is going to have at least one Marvel show and The Mandalorian and all the Disney movies that have been released before. So, Phase 4 has been quiet. But we've got Black Widow shooting as we speak. We've got Doctor Strange um, Black Panther and Captain Marvel all greenlighted Shang-Chi. Um, second movies. We've got Eternals and Shang-Chi starting new franchises. Thor 4 has been pitched. There's a, which means there's, there's a probably somewhere. a script outline 
not fully fleshed out, but they like it. And um, Tessa Thompson and Chris Hemsworth are back on board if they do this. And so is Taika. He said he yeah. would do another one. Guardians 3 has uh, a script and a director and they're moving forward. So, like, we know all the pieces. Um, this uh, Far From Home is going to finish the five movie deal that Sony has with MCU, but both of them are benefiting from the character so much. I doubt a new deal won't come of it. Like, I'm sure and they did say that we'd hear a lot more news about phase four after Spider Man Far From Home, exactly. So, we'll that see rounds stuff. out the phase. Yeah, we'll see more stuff soon. But the, the main thing it sets up is Guardians 3. And it kind of needed to be considering all the horse shit we've been through with a gun over the last year and a half. I kind of just want it to be the Guardians to be the Guardians mm-hmm. and I want the Revengers. I want, <laughs> uh, you know, Valkyrie, Thor, Korg, Meek, Meek. Um, Hulk can be there. Hulk, Hulk can be there. Or yeah, either way, I don't care. I like Banner Hulk, so I'd be yeah. okay with that. But yeah, like that's what I want um, them to get their own kind of ensemble film, smaller ensemble film like Guardians of the Galaxy. I'd like to see them in space again too. Yeah, that'd be great. Bring in Beta Ray. Now it's time. Like it's he a could good be the time. villain. Like make him the villain yeah. and then have a redemption arc for the real villain and have the Adam Warlock or something. Yeah, up. yeah. Who who knows? But I don't know. The most teased character to yeah. not show up in, in any MCU. movie. Yeah. And I'm good. Adam Warlock is boring, guys. Yeah, he's, he's not so that exciting. Boring. I don't care. He's just been teased a couple of times. Yeah. Yeah. I'd Was that just Cocoon and Guardians? Bring I'd back Howard the Duck. Yeah. You're like, son of a going. bitch. <laughs> I'm sorry I stole that. Do you want to bring back Cosmo the dog? Because he was cute. That too. was good. Yeah, That's he fine. could be in the Avengers. I love it. Um, so did you guys stay till the end credit to see if there was anything after the credits? Of course well, we, we did. We, yeah, I mean, there's always something, and it's not a scene per se. But no, but you could hear the camera the on the audio end stinger. Yeah, at the end of the movie, which I had to explain to people what the hell an audio stinger is because that's a thing. It's just a sound, guys. Yeah, it's just a sound. I mean, it's supposed to be Tony working on armor. Well, right? it's the sound from Iron Man One. Yeah, yeah. when okay. he's first building the armor. Right, yeah. that's what I thought. When he's in the cave with scraps. Yeah. Just making sure. Also, fun fact, Natalie Portman was not actually filming new scenes for this movie. Those were deleted scenes from Thor yep. The Dark World. But she still got credit and she got a small paycheck. Yeah. She did say that she would come back for Thor 4 if well, under two circumstances. One, Taika directs because she wants to work for him. And she gets to be Thor now? No, no. She okay. doesn't want to be no. Thor, but she does want to have superpowers. Because I like Natalie Portman. I, I Jane too, Foster she was gets not good as Jane Foster. But we don't, like, was that her or was that the direction? Because yeah. Thor was pretty freaking different back then, too. So I'd like to see another opportunity for her. Jane Foster has had two different superhero personas in the comics now. And um, Natalie just said that she'd like to play more of that and less damsel. That's fair. I get that. Yeah. You're in a superhero movie. I want to be a superhero too. Like The MCU's changed a lot since The Dark World, and I think that, you know, maybe she would do better under a different director. That's Different awesome. constraints. Everybody too. did better under Taika than they did under... Yeah, he under, brings out really yeah. good things from people. Phase two was a difficult time for the MCU. If you take out the Winter Soldier, you know, it was a very complicated time. It's true. And Guardians. Yeah. But those were the two 2014 movies, and the first time they had brought in new directors for both. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it was good. Okay, guys, what are grades? 
do we rank this? Do you guys have have any way? Like, I feel like I can't rank. I don't know where to rank I, this. I've struggled ranking the team up films with the solo films anyway, because how do you compare a movie like Iron Man and the Winter Soldier to Endgame? It just seems like a weird thing to compare. I think Endgame took my ensemble. So Avengers was my favorite. And I think Endgame is my favorite now. But Avengers is still number two. Guardians is number three. And Ultron's number four. It's it's hard for me because I'm very impressed that they were able to pull off what they pulled off. They should not have been able to do that. Right. You know, um, but again, it's standing on the shoulders of essentially 21 other movies that it could not have been made without, which isn't the same thing as some of the other films. I mean, you could have done I mean, you did Iron Man alone. You could have done the Winter Soldier alone. You did Guardians alone. Um, even the event, the first Avengers movie co- could have been done in a bottle if they had just changed a couple of minor things. Endgame doesn't work that way. And so it's hard for me to to rank it. Uh, I would definitely give it an A. I'm thoroughly impressed with what they were able to do. Same. I, I, I'm pretty surprised. Yeah, it gets an A. Yeah, I'd probably be A, a-, a- minus somewhere yeah. in there. There was yeah. a lot of the paradox things I can't ignore, and it, like I know my, I'm with you. Though. The my fact issues that Thanos with a few characters was a huge problem during the yeah. like he he hindered the movie rather than helped it. Yeah, I mean, I, I wasn't really thinking pluses and minuses. Yeah, I mean, I think an A minus is fair. I think giving it like a 90, 91 is fair. Because yeah, ninety would probably be where I'm at, sitting right at the. Base I, look, of an I a. love science fiction. I've watched a lot of time travel movies, but and this was nowhere near the like, best that's been done. We we no one can no one is known to be able to perform time travel so i'm not really sure anybody's in a position to say what should or should not happen when time travel takes but place any anything with consequences is more fun because there are more stakes involved right and i just i need rules i need time travel rules and there were no rules in its own movie well we need so. space travel rules too and they came up with those they came up with the honeycomb like portals to yeah, jump, jump around cool. instead of using like warp drive or um chewy punching it like that's before we end this i do want to say that i'm really impressed that derek did not reference the voyager episode of called endgame at all no. which had basically the same plot as this movie so i mean it does um there very were, eerily similar there, to there a lot were of a lot of there were a lot of memes going a lot around the star trek community oh were there about this yeah the the voyager finale is called endgame and it deals a lot with time travel um it's not as similar as you might think but because one character travels back in time to one point to change that's true it wasn't multiple characters doing multiple plots um and there's there's only time travel to one time one character does it one time she doesn't she doesn't even go back like there's none of that but the fact that it has Um, time travel and 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 it's end game is is funny to me because it's almost 20 years it's 18 i guess it's 18 years um and so it's pretty funny that that's the case i wasn't going to bring it up the name is relevant and the fact that there's time travel but otherwise they're pretty different well and that they were trying to change the future or she was trying to change the future yeah you know that's all uh, yeah the the premise is of course if you don't know so voyager gets lost on the other side of the galaxy people uh, die future janeway comes back in time to get voyager home faster because a lot of people died along the way right and or she, went crazy right and so she wants them to get home sooner and she does that and uh you know, it's a very controversial episode. Some people truly hate it. Some people really love it. Um, but, uh, yeah. I just thought it was funny that you refrained from bringing that up at Greg all. Greg and I should talk about it. Uh, we do our Red own Endgame review and have yeah. it be. <laughs> That's hilarious. On Red Shirts, yeah. Red Shirts and Runabouts. 
All right. Anything else, guys? This has been yeah. a long podcast. Yeah, almost two hours. Yeah. Yep. But I mean, it marks the end of the Infinity Saga. Yeah. And the last episode of Screen Heroes is we're announcing <laughs> yeah, it right, right now. No. Uh, uh, not quite. Oh. Not quite. No, I still have to go see Detective Pikachu. Screw you guys for that, <laughs> by the way. I'm going to be sick for that episode. <laughs> I'm going to call in. You're going to miss out, man. I think it's going to be fun. Yeah. Well, I'll be going by myself, I'm pretty sure. You can come with us. Uh, I don't know if I want to do that. Well, that's hurtful. Your girl's not going? Negative. She doesn't. She have has zero interest. Zero interest. She doesn't <laughs> play Pokemon Go with you? Uh, No. <laughs> that's okay. I get it. Yeah, it's fine. I'm it's not a- upset. I told her if there's any movie you're going to miss this year with me, then that's fine. I'm really going to be okay with that. No, just come with us. Yeah, we'll see. I don't come know. Come on. I don't know what I'm going to do. Come on, buddy. Yeah, come with guys. I'm not going to commit on the air. I'll tell you that for sure. <laughs> I don't want there to be any proof of whatever happens. Fair enough. All right. Well, we should probably wrap things okay, up. Okay, guys. Thank you so much for joining us for Endgame. You can follow Screen Heroes at Screen Heroes Pod on Twitter. You can follow Heroes Podcasts at Heroes Podcasts. Uh, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, you can go to the website heroespodcast.com. You can listen to our podcast every Thursday, right? Mm-hmm. Right? Thursday? Thursday. On all major uh, podcast streaming apps, including Apple Podcasts, you can do iTunes, or excuse me, that is the same thing. Uh, Spreaker. Spotify. 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 Yeah, listen Spotify. to us on Spotify. Actually, podcasts on Spotify works really well. Yeah, it's good. I I like it a lot. Um, Yeah, you can follow Ryan at Buster Props on basically Instagram. That's your main one. Yeah, (laughs) that's about it. You can follow Derek at the Star Trek Dude basically on Twitter. And you can follow at Siren Ray, me, on lots of things. (laughs) it's just me and Zack Snyder that's it man no I haven't opened that app in months don't follow me there release the Snyder cut anytime I hear of a new thing I just go and grab my screen name so nobody else uses it and then I get rid of it Mm, one of those yeah Mm -hmm. I don't want anybody else using mine somebody is using mine on D&D Beyond on D and D Beyond, somebody has Siren Ray already. What <laughs> happens? I'm very. They're probably slandering you on there. Probably, probably making people think you're racist and stuff. <laughs> All right. On, on that note, you hate orcs. I hate orcs. <laughs> Let's close up. All right, guys. We'll see you next time. <laughs>